our news now. Mm, I got involved in a TikTok trend and went low-key viral the other day. Uh, were you talking about the, the Tide Pods? No. Uh, one of them was, uh, which font best describes you? And did you I, use Comic Sans? <laughs> I got Comic Sans, and I almost committed Harry Carey. If I had a sword here, I would have fallen on it. Oh, my word. Yes. Uh, I got, like, that got a few thousand views. And then uh, I did a follow-up video that got, like, 15 views where I talk about how Comic Sans is Dave Gibbons' handwriting. Uh, from the Watchmen. Oh. So there's this guy, the guy who created Comic Sans was working for Microsoft, and they're like, hey, you see this type in the Watchmen? That's what we want Comic Sans. We want a font that looks like that. And so this guy who created it copied Dave, San- Dave uh, Gibbons' handwriting, basically, and created Comic Sans. The most misused, misinterpreted, awful font in the world. Cannot stand Comic Sans. Second behind Comic Sans, and I'm sorry, Miss Jen, is Bada Boom, which uh, is the font Miss Jen's logo uses. No, it is mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Someone stole that from me. It was my logo font, and then people started using it. Dig Right, like it was good for a while, and then like everybody started using it. People need to be backing off my font. Right, it's like I will not reveal the logos for the the the, the fonts for the type of logos I make now. No one can know. No one should know. Uh, I can always figure that out. Let me see what logos you're using. <laughs> uh, the key is is that they're actually not fonts you can get uh, anymore. I modify every font. So, or you can do what we did. Hmm. We mixed uh, multiple fonts. Oh, nice. And some of them aren't available anymore. In fact, uh, I was trying to do a, a modification to our logo and couldn't do it because the font doesn't exist anymore. Well, you know, I could do the modification, but just couldn't do it as a font anymore. Yeah. So uh, what did you guys do this weekend? <laughs> I think Miss Jen uh, watched more Emily in Paris. No, no. And then uh, went off and watched more Emily in Paris. You wish. Um. Everybody heard in the sports world that Tom Brady retired because he wants to be cast in Emily in Paris. That would be a good reason why. It's the only reason why you retire from football, so you can go be in the cast of Emily in Paris. I heard everyone started reading, started watching Jack Reacher. I haven't started it yet. Nor have I. I will be soon, though. Um, uh, I have to wait until I can watch it with my dad. It's one of those we'll be watching together things. I did, however, finally... Watch all three movies of John Wick. <gasps> Ooh, discuss. Um, well, okay. I, I like the fact that they made the entire thing a week long. You know, e- everything that's happened in three movies is just one week. Um, and Keanu doesn't age in those, which is very interesting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, there were some unbelievable action scenes. Of course, all, all three movies is just one long action scene anyway, but there were just some, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't care, you know, what you say. That can't happen. E- even in a make-believe um, overhyped uh, scenario like they had in this, it just can't happen. And, you know, since these movies are like 20 years old, you know, the the part where he's fighting two assassins at the same time and they're about to stab him and they're, you know, they stop and shake his hand. And I'm like, wait, there's $14 million on his head and you guys are just going to shake his hand and fight again? That that That's not logical. I don't care what anybody says. That That's not even close to logical. You don't think that works out? I understand having utmost respect for somebody like that. But if your job is to kill him and you're about to kill him, you don't just stop. Yeah, if you respected him, you'd kill him. Right, exactly. Because you're never going to get another chance. Yep. And basically that's what happens. Well, technically, kind of, sort of. It was a sign of disrespect to not kill him. Yeah, again, they, they're like, hey, it's an honor to meet you. It's an honor to fight you. You do that before the fight begins. Now, and then if you're in the middle of the fight and you're about to you know, chop his head off, you don't stop and say, hey, it was great to meet you. Right, you just chop his head off. That's that's how exactly. that goes. Yeah. Uh, my, problem, my problem with John Wick is that is it is a gross misrepresentation of the lyrics to the song One Week. <laughs> Uh, okay. I'll be over here. But overall, it's a, it's an entertaining three, four, five hours, whatever it is, of um, straight up action. Well, yeah, it's like I I like it because it has a reason for him doing what he's doing that's sustainable. Because usually movies will make the mistake of being like. It was like the Punisher, like forever his incentive was only you know, to make everyone pay that had anything to do with his family's murder. Well, that can only really be someone's motivation for so long. And for, you know, John, at first he's going after the people that had anything to do with, you know, killing the dog and stealing the car. But it became much more a survival thing where he just has to like do what he has to, what he has to to keep his body alive because the other option is to like stand there and let people shoot him right which again you know I, I, yeah of course it would have killed the franchise but you know he's saying his world is devastated because he lost his wife and of course now the dog and he's here about to get killed yeah man you know what go ahead and kill me i don't want to live this life anymore i don't want to be an assassin or whatnot why not go that route? They haven't given you the reason of why he needs to live. He's not protecting anybody anymore. He has nothing else to, in theory, nothing else to live for. Eh. But uh, I see what you're saying. And I haven't seen number four yet, so uh, let's see when that comes about in my direction. See where that goes. How about you, Miss Jen? Did you watch any shows about people killing dogs? 
Uh, I did not watch any shows about people killing dogs, just about moons trying to kill the earth. Yeah, I heard that movie was not great. No, it's well, I'll I'll explain why it's not great. Because the acting was fine and the action was fine. The problem is is that you guys remember like the suspension of disbelief you guys have for you know, like Armageddon? Like why wouldn't you just the astronauts, which is a much higher skill level thing to, you know, dig holes instead of having people that dig holes try to teach them how to be astronauts. That seems like, you know, you have to be a there's a hurdle you have to jump in your brain. And like, okay, well, we had to keep, you know, the main characters around because it's fun. But then you have this other level of suspension of disbelief you have to get to for like 2012, right? John's Cusack, John Cusack's ability to run faster than planes and or drive limousines through earthquake zones. Pretty crazy, right? Moonfall requires much more suspension of disbelief than both of those put together. For the amount of situations that happen that you're like, what? And also makes you, even if you have like a basic understanding of science, makes you say, what? (laughs) I had to go watch it again just so I could check out, make sure I wasn't just losing my mind that all of those things existed and it was wrong. Now I think, yep. It was worth it to go eat a giant pretzel, I guess. Yeah, that pretzel looked dope. Really good. Like, it looked amazing. Um, so as for my weekend, uh, I watched uh, what I affectionately call the Great White People Games, a.k.a. the Winter Olympics. Um, but also um, a show called Fast Foodies from the people at True TV. Oh. Have you seen this show? Uh-uh. It's a cooking show. But what it is, is a comedian or an actor or someone comes on and tells these three, like, gourmet chefs. Two of them have won Top Chef and one of them won Iron Chef. Okay? Like, they're real cooks. Uh, What their favorite fast food, like, guilty pleasure is. And in the first round of the cooking competition show, these gourmet chefs have to replicate it as close as possible. So, for instance, in one episode... um, the guys from uh, Drunken Lizard, um, Farva and um, Mac from Super Troopers, Kevin Heffernan, and I can't think of the other guy's name. Okay. Um, show up, and their 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 guilty pleasure is uh, the KFC family bucket. So fried chicken, mashed potatoes, corn, and rolls, and so these gourmet chefs have to try to replicate it but they have to do it like the right way. Like they don't have the 11 herbs and spices. They got to figure out what they are. Wow. That's going to be tough. Right. And then in the second round, they make another like real gourmet meal. That's supposed to invoke the same feeling and maybe have some similar taste and stuff. So they, you know, in one meal, they're just making fried chicken. And then the next meal they're making like French words that taste like it. Like, (laughs) Then you, blah, 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 blah. Right. Baguette. 
I know no cooking words that aren't deep fry <laughs> or barbecue smoke. Um, and they're like, they're using like chickpeas and stuff to make meat. And I'm going, I don't understand how any of this works. But uh, it's a really fun show because uh, there's a lot of comedy. There's also a lot of drinking on the show. And it's it's pretty entertaining. Um, I watched that. Yeah. And Go ahead. I was going to say they need to make a show uh, where they have rich, very rich, snobby, you know, those uh, ladies that are never wrong no matter what, and they're never happy no matter the what. Real Housewives of Anywhere? Something like that. But they have to tell the chefs what to cook, and the chefs have to cook it. And they have to take whatever criticism those ladies give them. And I want to see how long those chefs last. Uh, is that the movie Karen? <laughs> is that the premise of the movie Karen? I have not seen Karen yet. He's making it up. No, uh, actually, I'm looking at the Razzie Awards, uh, which the nominees uh, came out today. Or was it today? Yeah. Uh yeah, uh, and uh, this movie Karen got a bunch of nominees. Nations. Karen is a 2021 American dark comedy crime thriller written and directed by Coke Daniels and starring Taryn Manning. Uh, uh, the term is a reference to the American Karen stereotype, entitled racist and demanding white woman. Yeah, seems pretty much, yeah, it's like Karen, the cooking show. Oh, we need to watch that. So, yeah, I, w- I mean, I'll just pivot. The Razzie Awards came out. Miss Jen saw a bad movie this weekend. Uh-huh. Um, I saw one of the, the movies on that list that they're specifically mentioning for Willis. Well, we'll get to that in just a minute. All right. But the nominees for Worst Picture are, uh, let me know if you've seen any of these. Diana the Musical. No. Nope. Infinite. No. Nope. Karen. No. <laughs> Space Jam, A New Legacy. No. Yes. The Woman in the Window. Is that the new Netflix movie? No. That's the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. <laughs> which sounds like a James Tinian comic book, but it's not. <laughs> it does, does it? <laughs> hey, we should look at the credits. Maybe Tinian did write it. Or one of his um, pseudonyms wrote it. You never know. Let me get my coffee. I'll be back. Um, so there are some interesting nominations on stuff, but Miss Jen mentioned it. Uh, there's a special category this year: worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. The nominees are Bruce Willis in American Siege, Bruce Willis in Apex, Bruce Willis in Cosmic Sin, Bruce Willis in Deadlock, Bruce Willis in Fortnite. Bruce Willis in Midnight in the Switchgrass, which I didn't think was as bad as everybody said it was. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I wanna, did you say Bruce Willis, Willis in Fortnite? Fortress. Oh, okay. I just wanted to clarify. that. Did I say Fortnite? Yeah, you did. Okay, Bruce Willis in Fortnite. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care what he does in Fortnite. It can't be that bad. Uh, he does a really bad version of what is that dance that all the NFL players are doing? The Gritty? Okay. Uh, but also nominated are Bruce Willis and Out of Death and Bruce Willis and Survive the Game. I think we can all agree that Bruce Willis in the movie I made up is definitely the worst Bruce Willis. 
Um, so I think what's happening is since Bruce has made it very clear that he'll do any movie for a million dollars per day, that that's what's happening and has nothing to do with whether he can act anymore. He's just getting random movie X. <laughs> hey, if I were him, I would do the same thing. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I will say I saw Midnight in the Switchgrass, um, which not, I mean, Citizen Kane, it ain't. Right. But I did not think it was nearly as bad as people gave it credit for, especially for a movie where the lead is Machine Gun Kelly. Yep. Um, For someone who can't act, he is certainly not the worst actor in the movie. Uh, and Emile Hirsch is actually very good in it. Megan Fox, is it might be her best role. But Bruce Willis basically is turning into Nicolas Cage and eating the scenery. It's awful. I mean, Cosmic Sin, mm-hmm. he wasn't bad in it. The premise of the movie is so dumb. Right. Like they they have first contact with an alien race and the first thing they think to do is to just go destroy it. Like there's no reason to believe that it's dangerous. It's really weird. Another category uh, in this year's Razzies that I thought was worth mentioning is worst screen couple. Uh, some nominations are LeBron James and Amy Warner, cartoon character. Uh, he dribbles on Space Jam. Um, yeah, uh, LeBron and a, a cartoon character, not a great couple. Uh, Jared Leto and either his 17-pound latex face, his geeky clothes, or his ridiculous accent in House of Gucci. Ben Platt and any character who acts like Ben Platt singing 24-7 is normal in Dear Evan Hansen. And Tom and Jerry. A.K.A. Itchy and Scratchy. <laughs> oh, you know, the, the one I really like is the worst remake or ripoff <laughs> or sequel. Yeah. Karen, an inadvertent remake of Cruella DeVille. <laughs> Space Jam, a new legacy, an inadvertent remake of Space Jam. Uh-huh. Tom and Jerry, the movie. Twist, which is a remake of Oliver Twist, which is a rap remake of Oliver Twist. So it's like Hamilton if, you know, people wanted some more food and you can't have your pudding if you don't eat your meat. Um, and uh, The Woman in the Window, which is a ripoff of Rear Window. So is there uh, is there making of this category saying that they don't like remakes at all or they just don't like those remakes? They don't like those remakes. Uh, so in a breakdown, Diana the Musical got nine nominations. Karen got five nominations. The Woman in the Window got five nominations. Space Jam got four nominations. Infinite got three. And The Misfits got three. Wow. The uh, winners of the 42nd Annual Razzie Awards will be announced on March 26th. And I will say this, and I've heard from several actors and actresses, getting a Razzie Award is like an honor. Like... Oh. Um, because it means that they expect more from you and you've let them down. Like it means that they have actual expectations of you and you're not just making monos the hands of fate. Yeah. Or bird apocalypse. Except in the case of uh, 
Tom and Jerry, if you're expecting anything more than a cat and a mouse, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, also, the Stony Award nominations are coming out soon, too, which will be interesting. Um, to see which movie is the most stoner movie of the year. My vote is for Tom and Jerry. And not Karen? No. Karen was just harsh your buzz, man. I'm surprised <laughs> you did not vote for um, Space Jam. No, that movie, again, was just harsh your buzz, man. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Do they do the Razzies? Do they count like Netflix stuff? Well, Diana the Musical was a Netflix movie. Was it Netflix? Okay, all right. Thank you. Yeah, Razzies don't hold back on anything, actually. No, they don't. No, they don't. Nominated. Everything's nominated. Yeah, everything's eligible. You don't. You know. I I'm actually disappointed that our show has not been nominated yet. Right. I'm working on it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> worst bald guy. Psh. What about the worst green screen in the back? I don't have a green screen in the back. No, we have, we have the green screen around our. Oh. Or is it just my? No, it's not just my oh. settings. No, that's so Justin can put in the actual background. Some fancy stuff later. Mm-hmm. It's keyable. Don't make it fancy. Mm-hmm. We like our cheap cutoffs. <laughs> can I? Uh, can I tell you guys my favorite story I found while show prepping this week? Go for We're it. Fine. Man in Sonic the Hedgehog mask secures zero gold rings in attempted bank robbery. Yeah. <laughs> I read that. That was funny. Why? I mean, so masks to me, like have, having, a, you know, like a criminal justice background seem like the dumbest thing in the entire universe. If you're not just wearing like a black ski mask that you can get anywhere, it's like choosing a character mask could just like just makes one more step easier for the FBI to find you because they're going to track that purchase like no one's business. Um, uh, the problem is this happened in Florida. <laughs> so I'm thinking people walking into the bank in a Sonic the Hedgehog mask, kind of normal. Maybe. Well, and okay, I, I don't know if you guys read that article or not, um, the one on CBR, but what actually is more concerning is the shot that they have on there is you see the guy with the mask Mm -hmm. and you see the computer screen on the bank, which means it's got all the account information of whoever is on there. Yeah. That is being recorded 24 seven. And that's, that's a little concerning, you know, I, I don't know if I want all my, I I don't have a problem with the bank security cams, like recording the tellers, making sure they're doing their job. I have a problem with the pub, the shot being released (laughs) to the news, not being edited so that like, although with the graininess of the photo, I'm not sure that even with the best photo reconstruction software, you're going to get very far. Well, I, I don't know how grainy, well, I'm sure, you know, they might, some, Somewhere out there, there is a better resolution of that. Yeah, probably. Did you guys see the the article or something that's been going around about, it was like a, a just a photo shot that was taken of the Queen Mother. And she had some paperwork on her desk. And then they've like completely blown it up so you can actually see everything about it. They're like, even the Queen doesn't get any privacy. 
I have not seen that, but yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. All right, are you guys caught up on Boba Fett? I haven't even started, so you can blow it away. It's fine. No, no, no. We don't want to blow it away. It's actually it it. it uh, we won't talk about it. Yeah. Um, well, let's just wait till next week. Since in the words of off. apparently every online tw- trend, we won't talk about Bruno. Well, what can we? Can you guys at least talk about it up until like two weeks ago or something? Like you can get up to the Vespas or something. No, yes. That's when it starts to getting good. Okay. <laughs> you mean, uh, you mean, uh, Mandalorian season three, uh, episodes one and two, and three, because next next mm. episode's basically continuation. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, you, is it seem like the you're saying that the storylines are similar? No, I'm saying that uh, in two episodes of the Mandalorian. Uh, or in two episodes of Boba Fett, Boba Fett shows up for 15 seconds. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, a little bit longer than that. Maybe no. 17 seconds. Okay, he might. Yeah, he might make it to double digits. You're right. Um, but no, it's it's. I can't talk about it without spoiling everything, and I'm not going to do that. Also, when I hit my head on the microphone just now, I gave myself a little bit of a headache. <laughs> you're <held so> much. <laughs> did you-, uh, you know what, uh, Kyle? There is a new sport you can join if you don't want to hit yourself with a microphone in the head. I have heard about this. <laughs> is this the kitty bowl story or the other one? <laughs> the other one. Well, the kitty bowl. Miss Jen, can we get a budget approval for me to go after booking the kitty bowl for the experience? I, I say we do, man. The Hallmark Channel has given up the kitty bowl. So, so does this mean does, this, does someone own the kitty bowl? Can we actually say we'll host it? Uh, no, a production company uh, produces the Kitty Bowl every year and then sells it to a channel. So it's been on Animal Planet in the past. It's been on the Hallmark Channel for the last few years. This year, Hallmark Channel has elected not to carry it. Uh, the only bidder on the market is GAC, formerly known as Great American Country. Um, now they're just kind of an Americana channel. Um, but I'm pretty sure I could outbid them with the lint in my back pocket. Um, I mean, I I can find no reason why we shouldn't at least ask. <laughs> you know, I have a feeling Doc TV might bid on it just to get it, just to squash it. Yeah, you never know. Dog TV buys it just so. How is Mark not here? And we're talking about Dog TV willingly. Though <laughs> so I I think we're more likely to get it if we can like somehow appeal to them emotionally that we should have it on our channel. Like what connection can we make that's important? <laughs> it's cats. Um, <laughs> um, it's um, it's cat bowling. <laughs> uh, cat bowl, you know? Oh, for, you know, it's kind of like a, the Super Bowl played by cats or something like that in, in a matter something. I'm trying to think if there were cat books that we could tie it into. So what I found interesting about that article, um, I don't know if you guys saw it or not. Um, the headline reads, Kitten Bull canceled at Hallmark Channel. GAC Media I picks, uh, I, I'm sorry, GAC Media Eyes pick up. And right after that, they put it in parentheses called, ex- and they basically put exclusive in parentheses. 
and I'm just wondering who else will be fighting for that article that you had to, uh, you know, basically identify that this was an exclusive article. <laughs> I I can tell you why it's an exclusive, and this is this is getting a little bit more into the seedy underbelly of how media purchasing works. <laughs> so there's this guy named Bill Abbott. Um, Bill Abbott is the reason you have 25 days of Christmas at the Hallmark Channel. Um, he used to he was the CEO of Hallmark for a long time, um, like 10 or 12 years, something like that. Okay. Um, he left this or he left last year and bought GAC, formerly Great American Country, and founded GAC Media. Um, they are they're trying to be a more wholesome version of the Hallmark Channel which I don't fully understand. Um, but their their content setters, settles on like the more Americana-style programming. So Little House on the Prairie repeats that when where when lies the heart content and of Green Gables, even though that's you know Canadian. The Hallmark Channel already is? Not anymore. Now the Hallmark Channel is all about 12 actresses, six dudes, and a bunch of different settings where people come home from their big city jobs and fall in love. That's the Hallmark Channel. That is true. Um, but anyhow, so he moved over. He owns uh, he owns GAC. The Kitten Bowl was part of his like vision for the network. And when he left, the new head of the network didn't see it that way. So what it really is, is it's a guy who has a thing. Uh, for pet adoption, like it's one of his his charity charitable organizations that he works with, was funding this and putting it on his television network. Now that he's no longer at the television network, they don't want to carry it. And so they're looking for him to pick it up. But again, I'm saying I think we could get it for like 50, 60 bucks. Uh, up a little bit more. Space, it's space cadets is in at hundred. Hallmark up. Channel made the decision to move forward uh, with the kitten bowl. Uh, Hallmark Channel made the decision not to move forward with the kitten bowl this year. And while we miss working with the life saving program on this life saving program with them, we are grateful for their recent donation of twenty five thousand dollars for the Betty White Challenge, and hopeful that the kitten bowl will return in the future. Joanne Yeoman, senior vice president of operations in the North Shore Animal League America. Said in a statement, they're the people who put on the kitten bowl. Okay. The shelters are really upset, one insider tells Variety, as it adds and adds that Abbott is now brainstorming if it's possible to bring the kitten bowl to GAC. Uh, I think we should bring it to um, experience and do a, a well, it's got to be before this weekend, right? Because it is really this bowl. So, hey, we run a weekend long uh, charity event. Yep. Yeah. Well, we we do know that uh, uh, one of our founders, his uh, significant other, uh, is very deeply involved in her own charity involving. Right. You think we just shoot a knockoff? Saving cats. I'm sure she has. She has probably some around. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen uh, the Brugies cats? They're crazy. They're so cool. They're like those naked cats. I mm -hmm. love them. Yes, they are hairless allergy monsters. Oh. I think they're cool, but they're okay. apparently apparently uh, the hairless cats have more dander than regular cats. I don't know how that works, but I've been told since I am slightly allergic to cats 
that I will want to claw my own eyes out if I'm around them. Probably they have dry skin, right? So they don't probably. Have so swinging back to our um, Sonic the Hedgehog thief, uh, you know, since it was in Florida, the other article that I had referenced also had their championship in Florida. Uh, and that's basically uh, pillow fighting is now a professional sport. And they just had their championship in Florida. How do you how do you score points? Just headshots, body shots? Is there you get more points for headshots? Uh, I'm assuming so because uh, all I've seen is about 45 seconds of it. It is hilarious to watch uh, grown people hit each other in the ring. <laughs> With pillows, the okay. winner. I, I guess Kyle's shocked that. Uh, I just watched the video. <laughs> you liked it, didn't you? <laughs> this is what MMA should be. Yeah, Kyle's wondering. He's like, "Why didn't they do this uh, twenty years ago? Why is it taking so long?" Right? Why couldn't they have done this when I was in my athletic prime? I'd have been a, I'd have been a world heavyweight champion. The winner of the the, the event uh, took home five thousand dollars and a belt and a belt, and those belts are pawnable for good money. Like, let's be real: when this sport goes under in a couple of years, they're going to need to pawn them belts. We can trade in the belt to get the kitty bowl going. I just think it's funny that the people who won the pillow fight won less than the people who won the axe throwing. <laughs> They must need to work on their sponsorships there at the pillow fighting. Okay. Well, I, I mean, it, I, it is a. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it is a new sport, so yeah, you know, they probably didn't have the budget for it. Okay, so I have a pitch for you guys. I think we need to start an event. I think between the three of us, we can make this work. I, for years, said that we need to have a comic book store Olympics, in which the events are things like uh, fastest uh, bag and board. 100 like people have to put bag and bo bags and boards the 100 uh, i will lose give give someone a long box of completely disorganized comics and time the alphabet <laughs> see how long it takes, how long it takes to alphabetize them like i'm sure there's some other ones like you know like uh food, stack 50 boxes of long boxes and restack them yep. i mean we have a fun olympics because there's some of us that are very serious about all of those. I would be a serious contender for those. <laughs> I would be like the one dude from Ecuador at the Winter Olympics. Especially <laughs> when it comes to the bag and board one. I would come in dead last. I hated doing that. I would pay people like way more than I should have paid them. So I never had to make bags and boards. Um, yep. My son can do 108 minutes flat. I had a friend who worked for me for a minute who could do a hundred in it was it was like f close to that i don't know if it was quite that fast but it was fast and the reason she was so good at it is that she worked on an assembly line all day so oh. she was really good at this like that was the muscle memory just transferred over to bags and boards i'm like um i will pay you twenty dollars for every pack of bags and boards you put together so i never have to that's why you lost money, man. I recognize that, but Brainy, in seven years or whatever, I never had to put together bags and boards. 
Yeah, it's still you're losing the mental, money. The mental anguish that I saved myself. You're still losing the money. paper cuts that I saved myself. I think we can still. I think we can even have this event virtually. I don't think we have to be in person for this. People would not have to travel. Just need to do it as as a Zoom or. No, but we would have to have Flonkerton from the office. Uh, it's. Uh, I can remember this remote oh, man i can't it's, they, you get paper boxes and you put your feet through the straps and you race that's right <laughs> like that'd be the one non-comic centric event we'd have to have who are build, building boxes like short boxes all right now i'm in that's my event i was really fast at that uh-huh. two or three seconds like, because I could do a long or a short box like that dude in those Domino's commercials. Yeah, I don't know how he's doing that. Muscle memory and just you just train your fingers to know where to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I could do it. And then we need to pitch it to a network because I think we can. If they can do grocery store wars, we can certainly make comic book Olympics a thing. <laughs> If 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 supermarket sweep can have not one but two iterations in twenty five years, we could definitely get this picked up somewhere. Hey man, supermarket sweep was awesome. That was one of the game shows I would have loved to have been on. It wasn't as good with Leslie Jones. I like Leslie Jones, but it wasn't as good. I don't recall watching it with Leslie Jones. That so. was the newer remake. Okay, then I, I have not seen the newer remake of that. Oh, but that was an awesome show. It was. It was fun, it was fun to watch. <laughs> We need to come up with a couple more events. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we've already got like four or five bagging. The boarding. press and clean. <laughs> what was that? The press and clean. No, <laughs> no. too much work. That would burn people. Well, so- but that that's the joke because the hang clean is the, and the bench press are both weightlifting events at the actual Olympics. So there you go. Um, you know, we can do repricing. Good. It could be like, Ooh. like, see if it's like site, like if you could buy site, know a key and a, a price. Yeah. Um, we could do, we could do, um, run a magic tournament without killing anyone. My word. We, we can do an event where you get to list, uh, listed on eBay or whatnot or one of those platforms. Fastest eBay listing. That's got to be a race. Right. <laughs> or you guys are all going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I am mad doing that. Um. Uh, yeah, there's there's got to be some other race type ones that you could do. Um, oh, fastest reload of a, a receipt printer. Oh man, fa- fastest inventory check in. Yeah. <laughs> like a, that would be fun. Right. I don't know how we do that because it would be like everyone's orders are so disparate. Well, no, you would have to have everybody's got to have the same amount of books, right? There's no if and or but, so it's got. And be... then you'd have to get ten obscure titles, so that people couldn't like autofill their documents, autofill whatever their their POS is, mm-hmm. and do it that way. Um, we should do this at the next con. Fastest chase of a shoplifter. <laughs> oh. 
you don't want to encourage that. That's just right, but I mean, but it'd be like a shoplifter that we plant. Like, yeah, how many true. steps from your front door to their between there and their car do you catch them? So, um, we actually had an employee that uh, did that. He chased somebody, and we're like, "You don't do that." That's yeah, no. Safe. Real life, you would never do that, but you yeah, would do exactly. it as a sport. Like, especially like if I'm the shoplifter. Well, I'm fat, so like, how many steps is it going to take? It doesn't matter, man. Kyle, if we give you ASM number one, you'll run. You'll run faster than anybody else. I'll run. You give me like you give me an energy drink. I'll run. <laughs> doesn't mean I'm more like I still don't run fast. We we do a category where it's like um, where you give like a real kind of a obscure combination of like a like a customer would come in and say, "Yeah, I really want to have a murder mystery that uh, has dogs in it." And then, like, have people that have to name, like, give five recommendations based on that. Fastest person to figure out what the customer needs when they come in and go, I, I, need, I want that book where that guy did that thing to that other guy. Make some obscure references. <laughs> the fastest person that figures it out. I actually got into a conversation with a guy. He goes, I'm looking for one of those mid-70s Marvel mystery books where a guy travels back in time to kill the mother of someone who killed his wife and it turns out that they share a mother and so in doing so he kills his own mother so he doesn't exist I don't know that one wasn't that the uh, an old Greek tragic story about killing your father the Oedipus uh, no I think it's actually a Twilight Zone episode but um like I got into a conversation with a guy going, that doesn't sound like a Marvel book. That sounds like a DC book. Oh, it might have like you know what I mean. Like the first person who, given something like that, can come up with what it is, it would be a good game. Mm-hmm. I think we pitch it at Comics Pro. Yeah. Put together the the Retailer Olympics. Because that would be something we could do every year at, the, at Comics Pro. Right, winner gets to be the king of the sad. I don't know, man. I think a lot of retailers already wear that crown. <laughs> uh, so, um, Miss Jen, did you see any news or anything interesting that you wanted to talk about this week? No, but I do want to say that the amount of books that are being released this week is kind of scarily low. And and this is something, you know, I... I I don't know if it's the weather or whatnot, but we're having a lot of shortages. A lot of shortages in the last few weeks. There's stuff missing from what's supposed to be in your box? Or... Oh, yeah. In fact, last two weeks ago, what was it? Uh, Saga 55? Uh, we didn't receive about 65 to 70% of our shipment. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Right. And they still can't find the box and they haven't replaced anything. So that's going to be a fun thing to tell customers right yeah so i know in my conversation with charlie stickney today that like scout technically has no releases this week and they have no releases next week and things resume the 23rd and which are books that are already late right the 23rd is what i what's what it sounds like scout is doing is now that they've got their printing problems sorted 
they're taking a couple weeks and getting back on schedule. Yep. Um, and I think that's in looking at the stuff that comes out this week and next. I think that's a lot of it. Uh, I think there's an amount of let's just hold on for a second, get our get our house in order, and then return to what we're doing. Um, and I think that makes a lot of sense. It makes it scary for retailers, for sure. Makes it scary for the industry as a whole, but I would rather them do that than keep trying to push stuff out ahead of time. Yeah, because I, I think that this is the right time of the year to have not a million titles releasing just because it's kind of the quiet period when people are paying off their Christmas credit card bills and that kind of stuff. That makes sense. But there is a certain level of like you have to have a certain amount of stuff on the rack to generate the income that pays the bills because the employees still have to work the same amount of hours because the store is open, right? So that yep. they, they got, we got to get not below that threshold. <laughs> or we got to step up selling back issues, which we're already doing great at. So it's kind of hard to like then sell more. <laughs> yeah, you know, the overhead costs, the, the fixed overhead costs, those are the ones that will basically kill us. Mm -hmm. well, you know. Hopefully we all have enough reserves for everything, right? Yeah. Um, Never got to stop buying Dagum Gigantic Collections. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky, Miss Jen. We don't get amazing collections like yours coming in. Is I think that's because of all the competition we have around us. Yeah. That's gonna be tough, but I mean, someone should be announcing that they're making they're getting giant collections, right, in your area if it's happening. Uh, but most of our, you know, one thing I've noticed, even the people that come into our store, they are the computer savvy people. And they, you know, they're the ones going on Facebook groups and selling them direct to other people and whatnot. Um, it, it, you know, there's pluses and minuses of that. And one of our policy basically is like, you know, as an example, you walk in with a collection that I feel is a thousand dollar collection. Uh, we'll give you an offer, but I'll also straight up tell you, look, you're going to make more money if you sell it on eBay. If you do sell it direct, just because we've got our markups, we've got what we're going to, you know, try to sell it for and whatnot. Uh, but if you've got the patience and what, it, go sell it on eBay. And there are, there have been times where people have actually done that, where they've said, okay, I appreciate you. And they'll go sell it on eBay themselves. I, so I know Jen's policy is if you're going to make an offer, buy everything. Yep. Uh, and I completely agree with that. The only cases that I have where that wasn't the where I would disagree is where I'd have those people come in who are looking to unload a collection and I know I can't give them what they're looking for, right? It's they can get so much more than I could give them if they were to sell it themselves slowly and part it out. And I would always say to them, Look, I can give you a grand, but you can get five grand if you take your time and you part it out and you put it on eBay. What do you what do you want to do? And they would go, well, I think we'll do it ourselves. That's when I would go, hey, I noticed these books in here. I'll still offer you a grand if I can have just these 50 books. You know, and, you know, cherry pick it a little bit. Um, You know, like I, I had a guy come in. He had six long boxes 
one in one short box. The one short box was all Batman six hundred eight. Was all the first hush. Oh my word! And oh. he had every different cover. Right, the second printings, the first printings, the variant. Like there was all, and I go look. I can give you, I could pay you thirteen hundred bucks for all this because I think those five boxes are worth very little. You've got a box here that's worth a ton, and you've got this box of six hundred eights. Or I can give you eight hundred bucks just for the box of six hundred eights. He goes, really? I go, yeah. And he sold me the box of six hundred eights, kept the rest, and I know he made three or four grand off of those other boxes. Mm-hmm. But I made <laughs> enough off the box of six hundred eights. You know, I usually am very realistic with people, and like, because I do tell them that they're that they probably could make money doing it on their own. But also, I will tell them the truth that most people that I send away with their collection to go try to do it on their own come back to me in six months and still sell it to me because it's so much trouble to deal with customer and the shipping and all of that end Mm -hmm. of it. And it's they don't if their time is worth money in any way, then it's just it's worth it to make the money hit to not have to have the headache of going to the post office every day or (laughs) going Mm -hmm. to find real <laughs> and you know we, we've done the same way we've had people come back and say hey look you know, I, I don't want to sell this anymore and i know they've gone to other shops and um in fact there was one that uh, went to another shop and came back the next day and said i don't want to deal with them ever um again you know they might just had a bad interaction or whatnot uh, and uh, you know sold us a collection but nice questions like the one you get miss jen we don't get very often well this i'm in a weird weird bubble where for years and years we didn't get any of these kinds of collections. We got we got fine, you know, back room fillers, but these this last like two years, I've never seen anything like it. And it's not stopping. I've got another one that's supposed to come soon. I'm just like, what am I gonna do? I've got well, and it's, it's, <laughs> well, and you've built the the reputation as someone who buys those things and who knows what they're doing. And I think that's what took me a while as a retailer. Like I still have a collection. I go and buy four or five books out of every month um, that I've just to keep the relationship up with the guy. I don't have a retail establishment anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't have any way to sell these books, hello? but I go out and buy hello to whoever that person was. Um, <laughs> I still uh, go out and buy five or six books from this guy every month. Just keep a little money in his pocket. I keep getting a few books, you know, and it's because I built the relationship as somebody who buys that kind of quality stuff. And now he's put me in contact with other people who want to sell collections. And so when I do decide to get back into the game, I'll be able to put together a really nice silver and bronze age collection in terms of back issues relatively quickly. Perfect. So, but let's talk about modern books. Yes. Um, Apache delivery service number two. Is supposed to be out this week. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I had my list over here anywhere. Very excited about that book. Apache Delivery Service number one was very interesting. Um, the Archie Love and Heartbreak special for those of you who are interested in angsty teenagers who drive jalopies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Love it. Sorry, my, my wow was something else I just saw on my list. Um, Edge of Spider-Verse number two, facsimile edition, comes out this week. 
and I was wowing because of how many I pulled for myself. I'm like, wow, what was that thinking? <laughs> it must have been a typo or something, but uh... Uh, we got Buffy the Last Vampire Slayer number three, which is I'm not the world's biggest Buffy fan, but that series has been a heck of a lot of fun so far. Uh, and issue two left us on a real cliffhanger. Uh, it's one of the books I'm reading for review for tomorrow, and I'm very excited to go home tonight and read it. Lucky. Um, Bad Kids Press presents Cheap Tricks, number one. We talked about Bad Kids Press a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. Last week. Was it last week? I yeah, I'm know. pretty sure it was last week. Could have been, I, yeah, you're right. Could have been two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, is Bad Kids Press the ones that did God, the dyslexic dog? I don't know the answer. I'm so sorry. I, I, I recognize that. Um, the number of people who would know that answer are probably zero. <gasps> Ooh, Cat Poop Volume 3 Number 1 is coming out. Love that series so much. <laughs> you know what's so funny is I call it Cat Poop so much that when I go and try to reorder it, I put in Cat Poop, which doesn't... Bring- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy the Kid Number 5 comes out as well. Yes. As does Carriers 3. Um, Archie Love and Heartbreak special. That's what I said. Angsty teenagers who drive jalopies. Exactly. <laughs> I like the word jalopy. Why does that make me laugh so much? Okay, so real story. I went to school in a place called Southfield, Michigan when I went for uh, radio and audio production and graphic design for media. Uh, all went to the same school. And I drove through a town, and I forget, I think it was Redfern, Michigan. And in Redfern, on Telegraph Road, on the way to school, there was a rental place that looked like one of those places that you would go to, and uh, then the chainsaw murderer would come after you. Oh, my words. Uh, But it was called Rent-A-Jalopy. And I always wanted my car to break down, so I'd have to rent a car from Rent-A-Jalopy. But I love that word too. It's a great word. <laughs> the best. Oh, uh, Draculina, number one. Yeah, that one looks really cool. That's like uh, an unknown sister of Vampirella. Is that correct? Vampirella's. So Vampirella had a number of sisters on uh, Draculon, and Draculina is one of them. Lilith is one of them. Oh, okay. Or Lilith was the mom. Um, Okay, so and just just you know, bringing this up. And I'm I trying to remember this, from the Harris books. This is a conversation we've had before, but and I understand why they're doing it. But if you look at some of the covers on this Draculina, I'm just like, uh, there are too many. Not just the cover, but the imagery. You know, there is no way anybody would dress like that. I, I think yeah, it's. Uh, Right, but I mean, Draculina has dressed like this since the 1970s. Understandable. You know, when 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 that was how you did it. But this is not the 1970s, and they could upgrade her outfits. Have you ever read about when they tried to put Vampirella in pants? Um, no, I don't know if I want to either. Uh, the hate mail. That doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, it was like, oh, we have to change this back. This is bad. Like, it was... Like vitriolic reaction. You guys remember when they put out the very first image of um, the other sweet person that was supposed to be Wonder Woman? 
and that was a it was a pants outfit and that was that was my friend adrian that killed I don't know if that I don't know if it was because of the pants, but I think it was just the outfit wasn't. I I I didn't like the co- the costume. I it wasn't the, it wasn't that she was wearing pants. I just didn't like the costume. I, and I think right. a lot of people felt that way. It was just not a nice costume. Right. No, that was uh, so that was my friend Adrian was supposed to play that role. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. sad that, that did not happen. But I yeah. I wonder if it was really based on that that people couldn't separate the person from the outfit. I guess. But no, so they, they're obviously going to... Draculina is just Vampirella. Uh, except instead of red, she wears black. But from Brian Azzarello, Faithless Volume 3, number one. Yep. Okay, I'm mo- I'm very excited for this title. I hope you guys ordered it. Mango Lorian. I one. haven't, but put me down for one. <laughs> um... I don't know if you guys ordered this one, Miss Jam, but From Blood by Cosmic Times. Uh, I think I saw that on here. Oh, no, I did not. That looked very interesting to me, at least. Um, That's not on my list. From Blood, huh, man? I try to get all the littles. And it is still available, very low stock, but it's still available. It's still green on. Uh, I might have to go poke that after. The premises of this says the story of a superpowered mental patient from blood is an action packed tale that follows a mysterious patient 27 as he discovers the truth about who or what he is. For years, he has kept silent, hulking, indestructible mountain of a man, but after a visit from Dr. Reese. The door has opened, has been opened, and all hell breaks loose. Oh, so okay, so those guys are uh, some of the small press that I became friends with over COVID, and we have we already have those on the rack. It is an actual good series. So See, there we go. I like it. Um, from Silver Sprocket, Puke Banter Nartoons. What? N a r t o o n s. Uh. I have no uh, someone whose name rhymes with Pink Panther has puked at the bus stop, and no one is going to clean it up. Thankfully, nature find a way. A Nartoons mini comic by James the Stanton presented in brilliant neon. I have no idea, but the cover looks like the Pink Panther smoking a joint, so I want one. So the prophet has a bunch of facsimiles coming out. Can we infer from this Prophet number one facsimile run that Prophet's coming back? Because that was kind of the way it worked out for Ant, the way it worked out for trying to think of something else that they just like poked, poked out there. And then two months later, we saw the actual series start again. I would, uh, I would think that would be a wise investment. Prophet, uh, yes, no, maybe, kind of. Pull out your young blood number twos, first appearance. Uh, Land of the Living Gods. Oh yeah, it's an astronaut title. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a I, that one's not coming out. Really, it's on my list. Land is on my invoice. Yeah. And Life Zero Number One by Ablaze looks very interesting. Me told. Mm-hmm. I oh, may well, be well, thinking a different thing that's delayed. One thing I do want to point out to everybody uh, that 
you know, the two people that are watching the show right now. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, call ahead uh, to your LCS. A lot of us are not getting our books. They're all going to be delayed. Yeah, they are. Uh, because of the weather, uh, the you know, the severe weather we had in the last week. Um, we didn't receive any of our shipments from two of our distributors today, which usually are. So we're hoping, hopefully we'll get them tomorrow or Wednesday. Different book is delayed. That's my mistake. Uh, there's a new, uh, this is one of my, okay. Jennifer Lopez is a, um, coming out in a new movie called marry me based on the comic uh it was a web comic i loved it i mean this is one of my favorites uh back and i, I couldn't wait to read it every week uh, a new have, record that's coming out and i have jenny from the block stuck in my head thank you brainy yeah you're most welcome fact, i just got the last song you got stuck in my head unstuck from my head <laughs> if you want i can play jenny in the block this weekend no i'm good thank you <laughs> Also, didn't we agree that this is all love songs all weekend on the EXP dance party? Oh man, you you've got to remind me. The I got I got to make a playlist of that. That's going to be tough. Love dance songs, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, how many remixes are there of "Time of My Life"? Uh, <laughs> I've got uh, I've got two versions of it at least. Miss Jen's phone died. Uh, but to to wrap up, uh, the one other book I wanted to mention is. DC's Valentine's Day special, Strange Love Adventures number one. Uh, it has Harley Quinn and a dinosaur on the cover. Get it for nothing other than Harley Quinn and the dinosaur on the yeah, cover. Absolutely. Agree with you there. Um, did you mention Norse mythology already? I did not, only because, again, that's one that I wasn't 100% sure was coming, uh, as I had heard delay rumors. Yep, it is It is on our invoice, so you never know. It could still be delayed because... Uh, Ooh, something I'm extremely looking forward to is the TMNT Donatello preview exclusive pop figure. I ordered an obscene amount of those. <laughs> well, they're coming out this week, at least for us. I think I got two cases. Goodness. If you get the black and white one and want to depart with it, let me nope. know. <laughs> That's why I ordered so many. <laughs> I'm trying to guarantee myself a black and white one. I I couldn't put that much money down. Uh, unfortunately, you know, expenses have gone up, and uh, you know, it is a time of uh, the year where we are doing our accounting and everything. And man, I'm just like, wow, we made our distributors a lot of money this last year. Well, I, I'm lucky; I can make a gamble on it because I don't have the overhead, and I also know that I'm booked at two conventions where Kevin Eastman will also be. And go. I have a good, re I have a good relationship with Kevin, so it's one of those things I can be like, "Hey, man, do you need any of these? I will sell them to you at cost, and just get out from under the ones I don't want." So. Do you guys realize that the Black Panther number three Jesco Marvel Masterpieces ships this week? And that's the same Black Panther three that has the first appearance in it? That's going to be trouble. I don't see that on my list. All right. Chaos. Oh, and uh, also a heads up for everybody the Darth Vader number 20 Sprouse Lucasfilm version is the one that's got the Mandalorian Mando and the and 
the child Grogu. That's going to be, we didn't, we didn't have, so retailers did not see the image of that before uh, FOC closed. So we got what we got. Some Sounds like somebody needs to sue somebody again. That should not have happened. Well, I mean, they, they, it, if you put in a back order before a certain date, I think that most of that stuff's filling. So it wasn't like it was closed, like no one could adjust, but. Yeah, because a lot of retailers did order a few days after, and they're saying they're getting there. So we, I, I just looked at the quantity there's at least we're invoiced for, and that does not look right to me because uh, I know or I ordered more than that. And uh, when I look at the, my orders, it, it is more than that. So we'll figure it out. Maybe it's a separate shipment coming in. Uh, the last book I would like to mention is Until My Knuckles Bleed by Behemoth. Yes. Or from Behemoth. Mm-hmm. Um. Is that this week? I didn't see it on our list. Uh, it, again, it's one of those things that's on my list. That does not mean that it's actually coming out this week. It might be out next week. It was supposed to come out last week. It's not coming out this week either, and I don't know if it's coming out the week after. Right. It's Sometimes my list does not update fast enough for quick change delays. I'm intrigued. On my invoice, it has a line that says, The Eye Society Retailer Invite. Yeah, I was what? just looking at that. I'm a joiner, so I'll probably say yes, whatever it is. All right, anything mm-hmm. else? Could be a cult. Could be a cult. If you guys get invited to join the Illuminati, would you wave me in? Illuminati. And by the Illuminati, I mean Marvel bringing back that series, the Illuminati that they did a few years ago. It was like the Eternals, but more uh, creepy. I'll give you, a, I'll make sure I order a thousand copies just for you, Kyle. No, I'm just saying, if you actually get invited to be like into like that series, wave me in. I'm in. If it's going to be the Illuminati, you have to order 333 copies. Get it straight. Okay. Actually, I'll, I'll order one less than the requirement for uh, variance, you know, the ratio variant, just so you can. <laughs> no, uh, by the way, that series, I really enjoyed that series when it came out a few years ago. Most people didn't give it enough credit. I thought it was great. That's the one where Professor X and all those guys decide to shoot uh, Hulk out, right? Yeah. That, I mean, that led to a great series afterwards. Right. It's basically, Planet Hulk and World War Hulk. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is it like yeah. it? Great setup series, but no, nobody wants to give it the credit it deserves. I'm I'm still saying that that incoming book that they did just like seemed to be floating out there with no real purpose, but has a bunch of first things that happen in it. I've I've got like four cases stashed of it because I just know that that ball is going to drop just like it did for Marvel Point One and. Uh, yeah, I, I I thought the same about Siege. Legacy. I still have about like five thousand copies of Siege sitting around. I think it's not a bad idea. Yeah, we'll not. see. <laughs> There's some things that I have gut feelings about, but income incoming definitely is one of them. So I I finally gave in and um, went on the bay and bought myself a copy of Saga Number One. I got tired of. Uh, Regretting having sold my copy. <laughs> and didn't I just send you a copy of Saga Number One? I don't think so. No. It was that one in there. No. It was Preacher Number One that I sent you. Preacher Number One, yeah. And when are you sending me my um, Amazing Fantasy Fifteen? Um, when you send me seventy-five million Bitcoin, I can send you seventy-five million uh, Santa coins. Uh, no. 
uh, Shibu Inu or nothing. I got, I got, I can do that actually. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Kyle and Brady pretend to talk about crypto. This <laughs> is making up words now. No, well, she, these are actual, actual Inu crypto. is an actual crypto. Is that, so it's not a name for Doge. Uh, it's a spinoff of Doge. Okay. They they tried uh, basically, you know, it's supposed to be the Doge killer or Dodge killer or Dodge killer, whatever you want to call it. Doge. Um, yeah. And, so uh, question. This is me not knowing things. So I understand Bitcoin because that's like a, an actual mind thing. Are all of the rest of these cryptocurrencies based on absolutely nothing, not even code, just like, hey. Well, no, there is code involved, but the way it basically works is you could put a coin on a blockchain. Um, basically, you know, like Bitcoin and uh, mm -hmm. Ethereum and uh, all those are blockchains where they're being mined and stuff. Um, and you can create a coin and basically trade amongst other coins. You have to basically make it a value, you know. Uh, in fact, believe it or not, Enjoy ha actually has a coin. Uh, I haven't put it out in the market to, I haven't declared any values to it or anything like that. And the way you declare a value is basically saying, hey, one of these coins is worth, yeah, I don't know, one Ethereum. Oh, again, it's basically, you know, you got to spend money to, okay. uh, I'm trying to figure out how to simplify that. But yes, anybody can technically make a coin. It's just on the blockchain. And then the value is determined by how it's traded. Uh, yeah. I think, I think that, uh, that, uh, Blaylock needs to make another cryptocurrency comic to help me out because the first one isn't getting me anywhere on this next uh, <laughs> next batch of what's happening. Um, we can make a space cadet uh, coin if you like. Cadet coin, absolutely. Cadet coin. So, uh, how about a billion Santa coins? Uh, I would have to look at. I have to open the app. <laughs> but I'm gonna go no. That's not enough. Probably like uh, 75 billion Santa coins. I don't have 75 billion. So I can probably get it because uh, I, you know, I bought it just. An Enjoy coin is worth 75 billion Santa coins. Is that what you're about to tell me? I could actually do that. I can. I can basically toss out 75 billion Santa coins and put in one. And say, hey, one Enjoy coin is worth that much. Yeah. This but, is why people should not get into this. Well, again, you know, it comes down to like, without oh, proper I'm, research. I'm, I'm definitely not paying for this. Right. Uh, again, it's only worth whatever people are willing to pay for. Right. I can say it's worth 75 billion and then it keeps dropping because nobody's paying for that. Right. Right. And you can offer me 10, 10 Santa coins. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'll trade you, trade you the 10 Santa coins for mm -hmm. one Android coin. And there we go. That's what this is worth now. Right. All right, we're not going to get into crypto because Brainy and I, Brainy and I will talk about it for hours. Miss Jen will get hungrier than she already is, and my I will start to get a nosebleed out of the nerdiness that will ensue. Now we should point out that uh, Miss Jen loves this show because we didn't talk about food or football. Oh, uh, my mom bought an air fryer. We discussed that last week already. Yeah, but I made steaks in it this weekend. So you made uh, beef jerky. No. I made like real juicy medium medium rare steaks. Nice. Yeah. They were amazing. I also made chicken wings as I'm prepping my Super Bowl chicken wing recipe. 
so I had to try some things. So uh, next week we will talk about the Super Bowl and Emily in Paris. Well, uh, real quick before we leave, do you guys have picks for the Super Bowl? Or as copyright, Superb Owl. I believe Emily is going to win this week's uh, Super Bowl. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put Brainy down for the Rams. Okay. A home I, team I, right now, man. I have to go for the the. I, maybe I'm. I'm kind of out of the loop, but I'm. I'm pretty sure the Bengals are playing. Is this yes. Correct? So I have to go for them because my business partner in the gaming part of my business is from Ohio. So I must. I saw that he posted on Facebook that he was in Ohio. I'm like, bro, you didn't call me. I gotta come and visit it. Um, but no, um, I am also uh, for uh, for all intents and purposes pulling for the Bengals uh, for the coin flip to be tails for the national anthem to go under two minutes and for there to be at least one boob in the halftime show and his name is Eminem. Oh my god! Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so I just want to clarify: you want to see Eminem's boobs? No, I'm calling Eminem a boob. Um, I only bet the prop bets in the Super Bowl because you can bet nothing on them and still have a good time. So, um, also uh, the first drink commercial will not be for beer. Uh, okay, well, since we're which crypto company is going to be advertising heavy on? Oh. Ooh. I hope there's a SpaceX commercial. That's what I want. Because I mean, the 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 stadium, ooh, SpaceX commercial. Uh, the stadium they're playing on is SoFi Stadium, and they they do they do offer crypto. Well, the NFL has a deal with a crypto company, and I forget which one it is. Is it Crypto.com? No. But well, we'll see. I am betting Crypto. Trevor Lawrence is the spokesperson. Do you guys remember this? Crypturns. Crypturns books? That some super rich crypto billionaire contacted us and said, hey, we're going to make a make some of this book. We'll send it to you. You sell it. And then you just pay us afterwards or just send back ones that you don't sell. And then they have all these companies that we're supposed to like. Okay. Go, Hold on. Go, like, go viral. Can you put that back up to the screen? Yeah. Go, go viral with all of their like support of this thing. And then on the day of the release, I was the only person that posted about the release of the book. Wow. So, so I got a message from them uh, yesterday, I think saying they're out of the comic book making business and I can just keep it all. <laughs> Thanks. Well, like I, said, going, I love you. <laughs> you. You want to toss one in my box? Sure. What color do you want? They got all kinds of different color. Oh, surprise me. Give them the purple. The purple one is the most popular one. Well, because print. Because it's money. It's actually a good comic book. I'm going to read it. Now now I won't be able to read number two because it won't ever exist. We'll just have to ask them can we have also the rights to make number two? (laughs) That's not a bad idea. We should. I would. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? That's it. All right. 
Thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out our other shows on Woodlands Online, like Weekly, weekly Fallout Sports Talk, the Adventure Begins Show, Four Reels, the Best You Between the Trees Business Talk, and much more. You can watch all of these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT HD21 over the air on your TV. All of these shows and more on Roku right now. Just search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our podcast show on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and Amazon. So, for Brainy and Miss Jen, I've been Kyle. And this has been Nerd News Now, and I had to take three breaths to read that stupid thing, and now I'm angry at myself. 